This is episode 237 of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Hey, my friend, welcome to this episode of the podcast. I think it's going to be rather brief, but we'll see. I always say that, and then it ends up going long. But I was thinking about the thing that John the Baptist said about Jesus. Remember he said, he must increase, but I must decrease. I was thinking about that the other day when I saw some guys working at my church, and I realized they need to increase in this area and I need to completely decrease. So let me set it up for you. It was a baptism Sunday, and we had eight being baptized. And the second person to be baptized was a 32-year-old guy named Jamie. And Jamie's a great guy. He's getting baptized. He starts down the stairs. I go to take his hand. He slips on the third step, and he's sliding and tumbling into the baptistry. I mean, he's going to get wet anyway, so what's the big deal? But it scared people. It scared him a little bit too. And people thought, oh, you know, is this guy hurt? Did he hurt himself? Well, I, we got him in the water. I, I hanswaggled him down under after he confessed faith in Jesus and <laughs> he got baptized in it. And it was beautiful. It was awesome. His son got, then got baptized right after him. And then on the, I think even five more after that got baptized. But what I was told by one of the guys after the service, he said, man, he goes, I, I've been nervous because there's no railing on that baptistry. And when those other people were coming down after him, it was scary. He goes, I, I was nervous. I thought they were going to slip and get hurt. So it was a few days later that I walked past the auditorium and I, I was talking to somebody in the lobby and I noticed some people in on the platform, but I wasn't really paying attention. And I thought in the back of my mind that I saw like this stainless steel tubing or something. And in the back of my mind, while I was talking to the other person, hardly conscious of it, I'm thinking, oh, this is just like the people at my church. There's an issue or there's a problem. And almost before I can think about it, they're already on it. And I, I love that. I love that about my church is that I'm honest about what I'm not good at, and I'm not good at a lot of things, and they know it, so they, they're not going to wait for a New York minute for me to do anything with a lot of the issues around our church. They're going to get right involved. And, and as I began to think about that, I thought about what John the Baptist said, you know, and I thought, they must increase, and I must decrease. As the pastor of the church— I need to see my people more and more and more involved in the areas that the Holy Spirit has gifted them at, in the areas of, of giftedness and talent and skill and expertise that, that God has blessed them with, and I need to move into the background. I, I do need to equip, right? We need to equip our people to serve, but isn't it true that God gifts skilled people the Holy Spirit gifts people for ministry. They're already equipped. They're equipped by so many of them are already equipped. They don't all they need for me is just to get out of the way. Just stay out of the way. So, Pastor, here's my thought for you today. Think about what John the Baptist said. Apply it to your people. They must increase. And you and I, we need to decrease. I was just interviewing a pastor the other day for my other podcast, and he was talking about increasing the capacity 
of his people as Jesus followers and as believers and as servants, increasing their capacity. I thought, yeah, that's what he's saying. They must increase. And as he was saying it, he also had this sense of humility about him. He, he knew where his place was in the church and where it wasn't. And he was talking about, you know, stepping back, stepping into the shadows and allowing them to step forward and to teach or to preach or to serve wherever God has gifted them. And pastor, that's what I'm here to tell you. And, and even right now, I'm in the throes of uh, interviewing and, and trying to hire another administrative assistant, really, really kind of an executive assistant for me because of the areas that I am just not good at. And we've had enough stuff going on in our church that things are starting to fall through the cracks because I don't have somebody like really taking care of the details of communication and scheduling for me and just the details of, of my life and ministry right now. And I'm admitting I'm not good at these things. And we have to have enough self-awareness where we know what we're good at and what we're not good at. And if I do the things that Pat Lencioni, Patrick Lencioni would say, because they're not my working genius, he's got this uh, assessment called the six working geniuses. You can look that up online. Patrick Lencioni from The Table Group, author of, I think it's Death by Meeting. Maybe he wrote that book. He's written a number of meeting books, uh, but also he's written the book called uh, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. He talks about the areas where you have no working genius. I think you're call, he calls it your misery zone. Okay, while I'm editing this, let me correct myself. He doesn't call it the, the misery zone. He calls it working frustration. He's got six working genius areas, and he's got three zones, two of the genius areas in each zone. And the first two that you're, you're good at, he calls your working genius. And then the second area, the, the second two that you're okay at uh, are called working competency. And then your third area, that the two things you're just not good at, he calls working frustration. In my misery zone is follow through and details. Just terrible. It just, it just sucks the life out of me. And so I need somebody who really does that well, and I just need to get out of their way and not interfere. And that's probably the best way that I could help my ministry move forward. So pastor, what are you good at? Check out Patrick Lencioni's Six Working Geniuses. Uh, He really comes at it from a believer's perspective, a Christian perspective, and it's really helpful. But find out the things that you're just not good at. Stay away from those areas. Another assessment tells me that in my job, I should not be responsible to maintain equipment or machines. Also in my job, I shouldn't be responsible to be building anything. I thought, well, amen. I think I filled out that assessment really well. But my people in my church know these things. And so they're they're not even going to, they don't even let me get around tools because they know it's just, it's just not going to be a good product. It's not going to be a good outcome if I'm around tools. Like, I use tools like rakes, maybe, and uh, shrub trimmers and leaf blowers and shovels. I can use those kind of tools, 
but nothing that maintains equipment or that that has anything to do with carpentry or building. Uh, that doesn't work for me. So, Pastor, find out what you're good at, what you're not good at, and make sure that you're giving away all that stuff that you're not good at. And what you're good at while you're doing it, make sure someone, someone's alongside of you. You've brought somebody else along who can learn from you, and you can begin to teach others the things that you're doing. Pastor, good to talk to you today. Hey, these are crazy days, aren't they? It's a crazy time, but it's a great time. It's a great time to be a pastor. It's a great time to share good news with lost people. It's a great time to comfort believers. It's a great time to encourage and to equip and to teach believers. It's a great time to love the lost and to reach out to the people in your community with love and care, with skill and with wisdom. It's a great time to be a pastor. So I hope you have a great weekend this weekend, and I'll catch up with you on the next episode of the Coaching for Pastors podcast.